I was not in that meeting when that <laughs> shit was pitched because there's no way I would not have busted out laughing at this shit. Hey, by the way, Big Dave, I just started recording so oh. I can get that reaction at the top of the episode. Hey, everybody, oh. you found Locked on Bulls. It's Tuesday, October oh. 19th. I'm at That's Dave. I just showed oh. him the Rockapella Bill Barr music video right before we started. Oh. And uh, it was great. Oh, my oh. goodness. But I told him it's been stuck in my head for forever. Oh. Hey, buy some built bars, people. Buy uh, some built bars. <laughs> Let me eat a built bar. <laughs> oh. on, on today's episode, <laughs> the <laughs> latest projections for all 30 NBA teams came out from ESPN. They've got win losses. They've got power rankings. So Big Dave and I are going to take that and uh, have our conversation about best possible scenario and worst possible scenario, best and worst outcomes for the Bulls this season. Because people who are projecting all over the place with the Bulls. And we're going to wrap up with a look at DeMar DeRozan's recent interview with Draymond Green on his YouTube show, Chips. DeMar had some interesting mm. stuff to say about his career and his transition to the Chicago Bulls. That's all next on a fresh Locked On Bulls. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host Big Dave at Bow B-A-W-L Sports. You can follow us at Locked On Bulls. Today's episode is brought to you in part by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Big Dave, happy Tuesday. NBA kicks off tonight. Just a few hours. We're recording this late Tuesday afternoon. Um, so we're going to do this episode and then turn our TVs on, and then we will be glued to NBA basketball for the next six months plus. <laughs> yes. Wow. That's amazing. How are you, my friend? I am feeling good, feeling great. I watched uh, – shout out to Rockapella. Uh, doing a built bar ad read that that was amazing. Built bar. That, that's that was amazing. Honestly, that was amazing. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. But yes, I'm doing great. Um, feeling good. I am so excited that this day is here. But honestly, Matt, I'm pretty calm. I'm usually just hyper excited, but I feel like a calm sense about myself uh going into this season but i'm i'm i definitely can't wait to watch this i cannot wait to watch this it's uh it's gonna be fun man we've got an awesome double header to kick off the season tonight mm-hmm. we've got bucks and nets the two favorites in the eastern conference including the defending nba champs in milwaukee and then lakers and warriors lebron and his new cast of characters plus steph curry i mean you, you can't get a better marquee double header than that to kick off the nba season um and you know, later on when I when I do an ad read for them, you know, I'll tell you about some bets I got for Bet Online uh, going Ooh. on in this NBA action tonight. Because now NBA games are like I don't I don't like betting on preseason action because you never know mm. what's going to happen. But mm, oh yeah, I got some tasty parlays for tonight's doubleheader. Um, so Big Dave, uh, you said yes, that you wanted to have a conversation about best possible outcome and worst possible outcome for the Bulls this season, and. Lo and behold, mm-hmm. as you suggested that as a topic for, for uh, an episode this week, 
we got yet another ESPN power rankings and projections column on ESPN Plus this morning that has the Bulls. So you you haven't seen this, correct? Right? You haven't I'm seen not, this yet? I asked you not to read it to me. I, I said, wait, just let me let me hear it. Let me see what you're gonna what so, you're gonna hit me with. Let, we're going to go through what all of the various national pundits are saying now and then let uh, that bleed into our conversation about what we see as the possible uh, bottom and, and, and top, the, the basement and the ceiling for this Bulls team. Take a guess where you, have, where you think the ESPN NBA experts have the Bulls in their power rankings out of 1 through 30 coming into the season. Oh, knowing how disrespectful they've been to the Bulls, in their power rankings, I'm going to say the Bulls are 19th. I think they'll have nailed it. 19th. Nailed I'm it. right. They are, oh, they are exactly 19. <laughs> hey, it was it was Rockefeller, baby. They got my brain going. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, all of the teams that you would think, based on everything we've heard from the national NBA talking heads this off season, is okay, you were assuming they're going to put them not only behind Miami, Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. Boston, Mm -hmm. Atlanta, Mm -hmm. New York, those five teams, plus obviously Brooklyn, Milwaukee, you're assuming they're going to put the Bulls behind all of them because the Bulls haven't proved anything yet. So that puts them at at the highest, maybe eight in the East. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, No, because guess what? Charlotte and Indiana also sneak ahead of the bulls in these power rankings so the bulls wild. are at the bottom of the barrel as far as what people will consider to be eastern conference playoff contenders that is so wild to me how can you go get this kind of talent on your team and not new talent as far as like you know still young and you hope they develop into something talent proven talent in this league and put it on your team and then you go out in the preseason and everybody's like, oh, crap, look at how these, how well these Bulls are playing. Look at how great this looks. How can you go and see those things and, and watch it work and, and see how it's working on not just the offensive end but the defensive end as well and see how good it looks and says, you know what, Charlotte. <laughs> you know what, Indiana. going to roll with that. You know, that's that's wild to me because – and the only reason I bring up Charlotte is is because Charlotte is that still that young team, you know, with mm-hmm. that a lot of talent on their team for sure. But they're still young, and we don't know yet. You know, with the Bulls, at least you don't know how we'll gel. You can use that argument, but the talent they have is proven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like these dudes have proven in this league. Yeah, we can do stuff, and yeah, if you put us together, we can actually be awesome together. But my goodness, Charlotte. All right, you know what? I, I I like I like Lamelo, and I like the connection with Bridges. I like their coach. You know what I'm saying? There's things like that. But dude, I'm sorry, I'm taking no Chicago Bulls, man. Like this, they are serious. Are you watching? They are serious. The Bulls are serious, y'all. Like this is not just hype and, and fairy dust we tossing out at you. This is actual factuals that we have seen and we have we have spit to you and said to you, and you look at that. And you read these things and you take that and say, eh. <laughs> that's wild business. That's wild business right there. But okay, they got a theme over at ESPN. They got a theme. They're sticking with it. And it's going to be fun, you know, just watching the season. So as I keep saying, start yeah. the season. Start the season. And, you know, it, it is wild that uh, it, it's sort of like 
as Bulls fans, I think we're kind of okay with it in the fine, let them sleep on the Bulls and, and, gi- mm-hmm. and give these players who already all have chips on their shoulders an additional heavy chip on their shoulders because nobody thinks they're going to do diddly squat in the East this season. But so, like, projections are all over the place in this latest um, NBA rankings uh, column from ESPN Plus this morning. They give you ESPN forecast 538 and Caesars Sportsbook. And there's a pretty big gap between those three even. So 538 has them the lowest at projected record of 38 and 44. ESPN forecast has them at 40 and 42. And maybe you look at this and say, "I this gives me hope because of all of these people. You know who's never wrong about anything? Vegas. The people who make these odds at Vegas are never wrong. And Caesar Sportsbook actually has them with the highest projected win total, setting their over under at 43 and a half. Mm. So, in, in, and see, here's the thing, Dave 38 to 43 or 44 could be the difference between the fourth seed and the eighth seed in the East. Mm. That's a very good point, Matt. And, and I think they're also kind of looking, of course, they're looking at what the Bulls used to be and things like that and trying to equate it and put it on this team. But I think they're also looking at how can you make that jump from 31 to 43? Like what teams do that? What teams can jump from there to there? I'll tell you what teams do that. Teams that restructured their entire lineup can do that. That's who does that. It just doesn't make any sense because I'm I'm trying to find the holes while you're sitting there telling me this. I'm really trying to find the holes in in – and, and why they would say, you know what, this, this team is better than the Chicago Bulls as far as the Charlotte or Indiana. This is why mm-hmm. I picked them, and they're, and they're a little bit better than the Chicago Bulls. Last year, yeah, I got you. I'm with you. But this year, bro, it's oh, this is a whole different kind of monster out there. I can't wait to sit and watch ESPN that and just hear, because I know it's going to be said. I know one of those punters is going to say, I mean, who saw this coming from the Bulls? <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait. To hear that, because you know it's going to happen. I mean, nobody expected the Bulls to come out and be like this. Who saw that coming? These two dudes <laughs> right here. We saw it. Bulls Nation, we saw it. Start the season. I'm not even mad, Matt. I'm just more fuel for the fire. That's all this is. Bring it on. Give me more things to put up on that bulletin board that you can show this team that, like Matt said, already has a gigantic chip on their shoulder please give us more of that please start the season start the um season. there there was also one recent um publication of a pool of nba writers from another pretty big uh um media outlet the athletic um of whom yeah. you know our guy darnell mayberry does great work covering the chicago bulls uh and i'll get to the end just a second but speaking of chips on shoulders and pain on shoulders Dave, Mm. if any of our listeners have some sore muscles these days and are just trying to find a way to relax, what might they look into buying? Because I have one and they're awesome. You know what? You should just have one of these because because they're awesome, like Matt said. And when you sit when I'm sitting there, Matt, and I'm watching the NFL or I'm watching, you know, any sport, every time I look at them on the sidelines, they've got a Theragun in their hand or there's a Theragun just sitting on the bench, just waiting there with the players just running it up and down their leg or their arms. They understand how great this product is. Theragun is a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet 
as an electric toothbrush. It doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone, y'all. The OLED screen and design makes you feel like you're holding something from the future, but it's right now. So just go to their site, check it out, and Thera use that Theragun app and learn from your behaviors and suggest guided routines. They're here for you. They are really here to help you, man. They want to make you guys feel as good as possible. And I mean, how many athletes do can I name using this? Maria Sharapova, DeAndre Hopkins, Paul George, me, Matt Peck. Like, like my God, like, it's getting used, man. Theragun is an awesome, awesome tool. So try Theragun for 30 days, starting at $199. Or go to therabody.com slash locked on right now and get your gin for Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash locked on. Therabody.com slash locked on. All right. So, uh, Big Dave, I just mentioned this right before the break. Um, the Athletic and all of their NBA writers did a recent big poll of a bunch of different questions about the upcoming NBA season. Uh, and Darnell Mayberry, who covers the Bulls for the Athletic, tweeted out a, a particular category and a screenshot of it. The category is this season's breakout team. And among mm -hmm. all of the Athletic NBA writers and reporters, the Bulls were tied with your other team that you're excited to watch this season, the Memphis Grizzlies, as yeah. ten, 10, each getting 10 votes apiece as the team to be the breakout team of the NBA this season. Uh, Darnell yeah. did admit in a funny tweet that he actually voted for Memphis and not the Bulls. But so there, <laughs> see, again, it's all over the place. There are some people who are like, yeah, look at what the Bulls did this offseason. And then people, even some of the same people being like, but they're not going to win any more games. Like, what? <laughs> what, are we gonna, what is this? Oh, man. And, and you know what, man? Like, again, it, everybody's been scoring <laughs> for years and years and years. You've been scoring about this thing, man, you know? And so I can understand the apprehension, you know what I'm saying, about wanting to say what the Bulls are going to be as far as them being good and all that. But I'm really wanting to hear logical basketball reasoning as to why. That's my whole thing. I, I just want to hear the basketball reasons because I haven't heard basketball reasons. All I've heard was I don't know if this can work. You know, I, I got to see it jail. You know what I mean? Like, I got to hear basketball. The only one I kind of heard was like Greg Anthony when he at, when he asked who's the leader on this team. Where's the leadership coming from? That's an accurate, solid question. You know what I'm saying? It's not a good enough question to say they're not going to be in the playoffs, but it is a good question to ask about uh, a team. So I need to know what on the basketball side they're seeing because if they say defense, that is not true. <laughs> the defense is absolutely better. And Billy Donovan is a pretty good defensive coach. And now they have guys who are who can play that, who can play defense. And I mean, you Patrick Williams, Lonzo Ball, like you have guys that can do it. Alex Caruso. Did you not see Javante Green out there at 6'4 playing power forward and slapping people around at power forward? It's insane, man. I don't know what they're looking at, but it, I just really want to hear it though. I really, really, if if any of you guys who are watching this or, or listening to this have like logical basketball reasons that you all can point out and say, you know what, that's it. And that's it. And that's why they might feel this way about this team. Put it in the YouTube comments. You know what I'm saying? Hit us up on, on social media or something like that. Cause I honestly, I'm genuinely would just like to know um, 
what what you guys feel. I don't want to debate you. I just really want to know, you know what I'm saying, why you all feel that way and why those arguments would be made. But because honestly, Matt, I, I really don't see it. I don't see it. I, I mean, we were talking in our Monday episode about some things we saw in the final preseason game and on the defensive end in particular, like, yeah, we saw Zach Levine doing right. Zach things like falling asleep when he was playing on the weak side and, mm-hmm. you know, getting beat on a backdoor cut. And we saw DeMar DeRozan, ex- you know, exhibiting some absolutely like wretch worthy transition <laughs> defense. Uh, <laughs> if you even want to call it that, like we like we 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 know that with those two players in particular, and some people also might call out Vooch, although I think Vooch, you know, you can argue maybe similarly to Zach is is a passable defender now. Like, and I think yeah. the Bulls schematically are going to play a, a kind of defense that's going to help Vooch out. And those point of attack defenders, namely Lonzo and Caruso, are going to help Vooch be a better defender uh, in his own right this season. But that's what people are pointing to. I think cool. okay. even Thank like I, I would say the people that said, well, our, I mean, Levine and DeRozan can't even fit together on the offensive end were quickly shut up. Um, you know, maybe they had to watch preseason games. Maybe they didn't. But anybody who pointed out like, what are you talking like? Levine is amazing off the ball. He's a catch and shoot three threat. He can, you know, cut to the hoop. And DeRozan is an amazing ISO guy who increased his playmaking, all of the assists he had with San Antonio last year. Oh, and by the way, he gets to the free throw line a shit ton, and that was one of the Bulls' biggest problems <laughs> on the offensive end last season. Anybody okay. that said, oh, the, like the Levine, the Levine DeRosa fit, like clearly anybody who, who had that as a, you know, uh, a detraction of will the Bulls be good or will they be bad, didn't even know what they were talking about. The people who still see the Bulls as a plum team are – yeah, they'll score, but can they get any stops? Maybe in, in a way that, like, you know, Beal and the Wizards could put up 130 every night last night, but they would lose 138 to 130. I think a lot of Bulls. Right I, I a lot of people. Sorry. I think I think a lot of people are looking at the Bulls and saying that that that's the team they're going to be. And it's like, okay, but you you know that Billy Donovan had a top 10 defense four of his five years in OKC, right? You know you know the Bulls under Billy Donovan were the 12th ranked defense in the NBA last season. Despite a whole bunch of roster turnover, a whole bunch of chaos with his rotation changing on a weekly basis, and the fact that there weren't a whole lot of talented defenders on that team. Like, and, and those were great points you made about them defensively. And cause but it but it comes back to my question. Like, cause the question I have is with with that said, I can I can sit there and know that Matt, you still because of the reason wouldn't be like, oh, that team is just barely making the play-in game. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's where I'm I'm trying to get to, and what I'm trying to understand is to even with that, what what are you seeing to say that won't get you, uh, you know, an eighth seed, or that makes you not better than the Charlotte Hornets? And you know, that's what I'm trying to find out. You know, that's what I want to know. But you're right about everything you said. You're right about those questions because you're right. We we discussed that here, and Matt was was definitely on Demar Derozan for his defensive uh, ineptitude that he showed. Uh, in that preseason game, and you saw it, and it was magnified because his offense <laughs> didn't do anything that game either. So it becomes magnified. But again, nothing I see says play-in game. Nothing about this team I see says this is a play-in game. That this team isn't one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, or at least in the top six or seven. My goodness, that's all I'm saying. Like I just want to see that aspect of it. those are the arguments. I I kind of want to hear. And and I want to know. That's yeah, that's fair. Um, and again, we have a long eighty-two game season 
to figure this out. So let's. So I, I want to hear yours, Dave. Um, sure. What What is your worst case scenario as far as the Bulls' win loss record at the end of this season and things that might lead to that happening? And what is your best case scenario? Uh, my worst case scenario, and this is the, and I'll go, I guess, with this the bottom, which is they make the play in game, but not barely make it. Like, I think they'll be in the play in game. The bear, man, look, if the book, man, my God, if they barely make a play in game, guys, I'm talking about the, the amount of things I will break around me. It's going to be ridiculous. I'm going to be angry. Okay. If they barely make a play in game, I'm going to be angry. But I don't see that happening. But I do see them make if if it's that worst case scenario, everything just goes absolutely bad for this team, and they can't do anything, and everything Matt and I have logically presented to you doesn't work out at all, and they just come out and lay an egg. They're still a playing game team uh, to me, and not and not barely, but a play in game team. That's the worst case scenario for me. That is the absolute worst case scenario. That's what my mind is with this. As far as their best case scenario, their best case scenario for me is a three seed. Like if everything works out and everything just goes how we want it to go and the the soap opera continues in Philly and there are injuries happening and the Kyrie situation gets even a little more crazier so they might steal a win or two from Brooklyn or something like that. So if everything just goes right and according to plan and the threes are raining down and, you know what I'm saying, the defense is amazing. And, you know, it's just all this just offensive brilliance happening. I think there'll be a three seed in the best possible scenario for this Bulls. They are built to go deep, Matt, in the playoffs. I don't know if they will, but AK built this team for that reason. This dude don't mm-hmm. build it, didn't build this team to lose. Like, he's not about that life. He told you that. He said the losing stops here. He told you that. He said these things. We ain't about this losing life no more. So I I believe him <laughs> that he's about that life. So, yeah, and best case scenario for me, Matt, they are a three seed at the best possible case scenario. So when you say three seed, I mean flirting with close to 50 wins, 48 wins, 49 flirting. wins? Flirting, yes, yes. Flirting hard with it, uh, trying to holler at it every day they see him at the high school football game. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you know what I mean? I know you're the cheerleader. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm running for prom mm-hmm. king. You know, you're trying to get that flirt in, you know, to see and see what's up. So, yeah, I think they're they're flirting hard with that in the best possible case scenario. And uh, that's the best. That's just the best for me. Fair enough. Um, I will give you my thoughts on worst and best case scenarios. Um, and then also we got to talk about this interview DeMar DeRozan did with his buddy Draymond Green because – my answer for worst case scenario kind of blends into that a little bit. Um, mm. Before that, though, I, I told you guys I was going to tell you about Bet Online, and here we are. Yeah. It's that time of year. We've got weekly NFL slates. We've got college football. The NBA is back starting tonight, back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the NBA season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On to receive that welcome bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, right even down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. 
Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Big Dave, I, I told you I had some bets on for tonight. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm t- I like Joe Harris over 10 and a half points because somebody other than James and, and KD are going to have to score at some point. Uh, and, and Milwaukee does have issues guarding the three-point line at times. I like – I took the over on 12.5 rebounds for Giannis because I want to see just a monster like 30 and 15 night from Giannis. I'm mm-hmm. thinking maybe both of these teams are going to come out, uh, you know, a little a little tense, maybe a little uh, a little off, and maybe a lot of missed shots at least early on leads to a lot of rebounds, and Giannis is going to grab all those rebounds. Uh, and then I'm going to take the over – on half assists for Harden tonight. That one seems like an absolute mm, that's lock because yeah, he's going to be handling that ball a lot and finding mm-hmm. some shooters and finding some people making easy looks to the basket. So there's just a few for you tonight, and that's not even the second half of the doubleheader. Pick your own bets for that one. But either way, you should do it and make those bets at betonline.ag. And again, 50% off welcome bonus when you use promo code Locked On with your first deposit. Betonline.ag where the game starts oh guys you know what this is you know when that weekend comes and all these games are going on in the nba and league pass is free for the first week so you want to sit back and watch it and then you got college football on you know you've been you've been to bet online you put your bets in you don't want to do anything but then you remember ah my car i forgot i got to replace that muffler I got to go ahead and put some clothes on. I got to get my keys. I got to go outside, start the car. I got to go down to this auto parts store and deal with these people I don't want to deal with because it smells like despair in there. And I don't want to go in there. Well, guess what? You ain't got to do that no more. You know what you got to do? Head to that spot that we call rockauto.com. Like, why spend more money? Why spend more 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts at a chain store or a car dealership? It's a family-owned business serving those do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Reliably low prices for every single customer. They got everything you might need, the tail lamps the mufflers, the motor oil. You want some new carpet? Go ahead and hook it up. You want some shag carpet in there? They got you covered in there, baby. So go to Explore, their easy-to-use website. Find the solutions to all your auto parts needs. Now go to rockauto.com and see all the parts that are available for your car or truck. Right locked on in that how did you hear about us section so that you know, so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Sing it with me, Bulls Nation. Rock Auto.com. Shout out, Rockapella. Oh. <laughs> Rockapella ain't got nothing on Big Dave. <laughs> All right. Um, so here it is. My best case scenario, I think I'm right around where you are. Maybe these teams, Philly, Boston, Atlanta, the Knicks, uh, Miami, Mm -hmm. all have some kind of issues where the chemistry is not quite right or maybe somebody – like, I think best-case scenario, the Bulls take advantage of all of those teams having whatever issues that teams can have cropping up in a season and steal that three seed with somewhere between 45 and 50 wins. Best-case scenario – the offense works as we believe it will work, and the defense holds up well enough to be 
not a, a defense that's so bad that it loses you games that uh, that you should win. Right, correct. Worst case scenario, I can see the Bulls finishing somewhere in that 7 to 10 range. I can. Mm-hmm. Um I think DeMar not fitting as much as you and I believe that he will is the most likely reason for why that might happen. Okay. Um DeMar certainly is more of a play at a slow place, slow pace player on the offensive end. Um, I think that that could be beneficial for the Bulls at times. In addition to seeing this team get out and run, you need somebody who can get you shots himself or his teammates shots in a slower half court offense, uh, especially in tight games late when the game slows down a little bit. You need that. Mm -hmm. But maybe for whatever reason, DeMar's offensive identity with the fact that, yes, I think he is a subpar defensive player, to put it kindly. Mm-hmm. And DeMar's, I, I don't I don't want to say like headspace, but DeMar mentally and emotionally fitting in himself into this team and his transition to Chicago. Because mm-hmm. I do think that there is a, a significant part of DeMar who wishes he was in L.A. right now and not Chicago. And I think that because he has said things that lead you to believe that what he wanted this offseason was to go home and play in L.A., probably for the Lakers. Maybe the Clippers, probably the Lakers. Yeah. And as much as he said, in addition to that, like, hey, the Bulls, they've done all these great things. Zach's a hell of a player. They added Lonzo, you know, Played in college with Vooch, and I've always kept in touch with him. We've always remained friends. I respect mm-hmm. Billy Donovan. He's given us all the reasons why Chicago ended up being the team that he landed with. Mm-hmm. But they're, they weren't number one on his list. Mm-hmm. And if for whatever reason, if the Bulls are grinding and struggling and DeMar seems to be, for whatever reason, like a square peg in a round hole, and he's got that on the back of his mind that he'd rather be back home in L.A., you know, maybe it blows up. Maybe it blows up. And again, I don't think that that's what's going to happen. I'm just saying if I were to picture a worst-case scenario, Mm -hmm. DeMar would be at the crux of that for those reasons. Mm, mm, I hear you. That's really interesting, man. Um, It's funny because I'm not going to debate any of this because this is, again, hypothetical best-case and worst-case scenarios here, guys. We don't believe these things are going to go down. We're just talking about the best-case and worst-case scenarios. But that's an interesting way to to look at it because you're right. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into that that conversation uh, in a minute. And I think that's why you and I kind of settled on the Bulls being that sixth seed uh, because that's it just feels like the right place. Uh, for this team like when we're talking about their best case and their worst case we talk about where it is it kind of meets in the middle you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying as far as what what that six seed is for this team um but i do like the fact that both of our worst case scenarios still have them going to the playoffs like yeah. like regardless of how they feel like we're like no they're still going to the playoffs like even if you know what i'm saying the mountains crumble and the seas roar they're going to the playoffs now like this is what it's going to be so I'm excited by that being the worst case scenario is we're going to the play. It might not be where we want to be uh, in this, in this uh, conversation. It might not be where we want to be in this uh, worst case scenario, but we're going is, is what I like as far as our worst case scenario. Um, 
Any, anything else from that interview that DeMar did with uh, Draymond Green, which, by the way, it, it's up on YouTube. Uh, just search Draymond Green, DeMar DeRozan. It'll pop up. It's Dr- yeah. Draymond's new yeah. show, Chips, where he just interviews his uh, his uh, his co-NBA players. And uh, yeah. I think Draymond, Draymond is really good at, have, at, at sort of steering these conversations with his colleagues, with his friends, with his NBA players. Yeah. Um, and, and we've seen what Draymond's doing for these occasional appearances on, on you know, uh, TNT broadcasts or... Like mm-hmm. I think Dream Draymond's got a, a heck of a career waiting for him in broadcasting when well, he no when he hangs him up. No question. A lot. So I I mentioned what I thought to be the most interesting part of that interview, which is you know Demar again admitting like yeah I kind of thought mm-hmm. I was going back to L.A. and I wanted to mm-hmm. go back to L.A. It didn't work out that way, and Chicago seemed like another viable option. What else, uh, if anything, stood out in that chat uh, to you, Dave, between Demar and Draymond? Okay, now I can now I can talk about it. Okay. So the um when you when you were using uh that that part for your for your argument as far as a, a worst case scenario, uh it's it's like the saying goes as as a wise, wise man told me once, you know, if you can't love the one you want, you love the one you're with. And that is exactly what is going on here with the Chicago Bulls. You feel me? <laughs> also Isley Brothers remake too. <laughs> love that song. Um but it's true. It is 100% accurate. You're right. They weren't his number one. And I never thought that he was their number one. But he was like, they were on my list. And that's all I cared about was the fact the Bulls were on his list. Because usually when we're on somebody's list, Matt, in the past, it did, it wasn't good enough. We was just like, oh, yeah, you know, we were on the list. You know, I thought about it, you know. But, you know, I'm still not going out with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, I thought about it. But it's the, still the, not the happening. Bulls were the, the Bulls were the Ross Perot of vote getting <laughs> in the election of NBA free agents. <laughs> exactly. All this money, all this prestige, and still nobody wanted to vote for us. Like, that's exactly correct. Exactly correct. Um, but I take out of that something big because even if he's saying we were number in our in the top five, if we were like five or something, like we we leapfrog some people. Is is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Like we jumped over some guys to get that uh DeMar DeRozan to come here. I love the way that he spoke about the city cuz he is absolutely correct when he says um winning in Chicago means something different. You know, mm-hmm. cuz when you win it like you said when you win in Chicago, man, he is absolutely correct. Your prime example guys, look at the Chicago sky. <laughs> All right. Look Y'all at see the it. videos from that rally today. Woo. They brought out the door that Rossi busted. All right. How awesome was that? But look at what the Chicago like. That is the prime example right here, Matt. They had a parade. And I mean, it, the turnout was amazing. OK, when you went in Chicago, especially in basketball, because we are a basketball city, you know, as much as we love the Cubs, White Sox, Blackhawks and Bears. This is definitely Hoopers, you know what I'm saying, out of Chicago, man. This is how we roll here. So when you're winning in that realm, and we're so used to that kind of greatness because most of us grew up watching Michael Jordan and the others grew up watching Derrick Rose, when you understand that kind of thing, winning in Chicago is different, okay? The sky is different. The sky are a name now as far mm-hmm. as, you know, pe- on people's lips all the time. You know what I'm saying? Look at the, how their merchandise sales went. You right, know like look more, at the money. More, more championship merch sales for the Chicago Sky from Sunday afternoon when they won the chip to Monday afternoon than any other previous WNBA champion had done in merch sales for the month following their championship victory. In one in day, history. In one day, 
in their history of the league that happened. It's different when you win in Chicago, okay? So he understands that, and I'm glad he understands that. And then, of course, he mentioned, you know, Lonzo, who he loved. You know, he mentioned Vooch and all those guys. So that what got me excited um, about that and, and him playing uh, here in Chicago is he gets it. And that's what mm-hmm. mattered to me more than anything, Matt, is that he gets it. He understands what that means to win here. And he also, he was like, dude, I'm on the back end of my career. I'm not going to lie, but I'm not going to play 20 years. He was yeah. like, so my time to win, it, my time to win window is closing. So I want to win. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he also showed up to actually win here. So all those things just made me excited uh, for the season. Let me know that he is definitely tuned in uh, to the Chicago Bulls and the city and trying to bring them uh, some winning. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I noticed that, too, that he said, I don't want to be playing when I'm 40. You know, yeah. es- essentially, yeah. like I read that subtext is like, I don't want to be ring chasing when I'm 40. Um, yeah. So, yeah, DeMar's on the wrong side of 30, but he's still a player who produces. Look what he did in oh, San Antonio. And the fact that he wants to win and he doesn't want to be playing when he's 40 gives me optimism that he is going to give the Bulls everything he has for the next few seasons because he Mm -hmm. sees it as a legitimate chance to compete. And that's the other thing that I really took away from from this interview with Draymond is, and man, dude, Draymond, like clearly they're buddies. So I think Draymond felt like it was safe, but Draymond was prodding and prodding DeMar about the trade for Toronto. And like, how did that feel? What like what did it make you think? What how did you take that and move forward with your career? You know, did it hurt to watch Kyle and all your 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 former teammates and buddies celebrate and winning that chip in 2019? I was like, damn, Draymond, like, like, take 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 it easy. This is probably a, a big old a big old sore spot for Demar. At you know, credit to Demar for just owning up to it. And be like, yeah, man, yeah, that hurt. That hurt like hell. And of course, I was happy for them and happy to see them win. But to have to, you know, hear all these people say, oh, yeah, well, they won because they traded for Kawhi, traded away DeMar. Right. DeMar's not a winner. DeMar can't win. And you and I have talked about that, Dave. That also coincided with a little thing called LeBron James leaving the East Yeah, when, when Toronto left- finally won. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, but nonetheless, I think that that still really digs at DeMar. Like, I sure. need to prove that I can win in this league. And I want to win a title in this league. And guess who his new teammate is, who is also sick of people saying he can't win anything. Because it's the entering his prime, holy crap, have you seen this guy play basketball in the preseason, Zach Levine. These two dudes together, I have a lot more faith in in their collective desire to win working than my hypothetical worst case scenario oh it doesn't really fit demar doesn't feel at home and out of place whatever right. no I, I i think zach levine and demar Derozan are two of the guys in the league right now who who want to win damn near more than anybody yeah i also found the interesting part of that matt is him talking about the trade and, and how it happened for him and how he feel like you know he's basically for lack of a better term felt like he was lied to uh mm-hmm. by, by uh ujiri mm-hmm. uh it was so now every time I look at the equalizer too, I'm gonna think of DeMar DeRozan like when I when I see him because that would be my first thought. He's like, dude, I, I he's I can't even it, it to let you know how it impacted him. He can't even watch the movie. 
He can't yeah. even watch the movie, all right? He sat outside of Jack in the Box for two and a half hours just contemplating what's going on because he felt blindsided. Now, if he had known that, you know, it might have been coming. And I like how he said that part, Matt. I like how he said, because in my head, um, I was ready to debate him saying, uh, if they had just told me, you know, that they were going to trade me, then I would have been cool. I was I was really in my head prepared to debate that and say, well, you know what I mean? That, how did, how's he going to tell you, hey, we're going to trade you? You know what I'm saying? Do it like that. He didn't say that. He said, if they had just told me that they were thinking about <laughs> trading me and thinking about moving on from me, that's all I needed to hear. That I cannot argue because that is fair. From what you have given that team and that organization, they to come to you and to say, you know what? We're thinking about making a move, you know what I'm saying, from you. It's We've talked about it. You know, it, it is a discussion. It's a great I, – I think that it was completely fair of him to ask and to want that. And then for mm-hmm. – in his words, like for them to tell him, no, it's not going to happen. And then two days later, they're like, uh, so how's the movie? <laughs> like, it was good? Yeah. Uh, so we traded you. By the way <laughs> – that was amazing. That was amazing. I, I love how open he is, Matt. I really do. I love how open he is and straight up and straightforward about his feelings. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? About how stuff hurt him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. About how things, you know, just really devastate him. Uh, I love how he talked about being from Compton, not wanting to leave home. That's why mm-hmm. he's like, why you go to USC? I didn't want to leave home. Why why did you go to your, you know, your public high school down the street? I didn't, I didn't want to leave home. I didn't want to go to the fancy prep school with the good program far away from home. Right. Um, It's down the street. Yeah. It was amazing to hear him say those things, man. And I really have more respect uh, for DeMar DeRozan, honestly. And, you know, continue to talk openly about mental health in professional sports. Yeah. He, along with a few other NBA names, you know, Kevin Love, uh, just, just, starting to make it an open and honest conversation about what, what yeah. these guys deal with, um, you know, facing all of these, um, you know, public pressures, um, you know, inner pressures um, and, and everything that goes into being a, a pro athlete these days, you, you have to respect DeMar for his willingness to, to stand on that platform and, and talk about it honestly. So like we said, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Draymond Green, uh, his show chips interviewed DeMar DeRozan and on deck, did you mention this to me, Big Dave? Zach Levine is going to be on the new NBA Today show that launches this week, doing an interview on, on Wednesday? Yes, I did mention that to you. Uh, they put that out. I can't wait to see it. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, man. And that's a great Chicago show. Shout out Malika Andrews. Shout out Malika. Former mm-hmm. guest on this here very podcast before she got super <laughs> famous because she's really, really good at what she does. Um, Incredible. Looking forward to that new show. Looking forward to Zach's interview. Go watch this DeMar interview. Guys, Bulls players are getting national recognition from their peers and from the media. Maybe, maybe none of them think they're going to win anything yet, but at oh. least we're getting at least we're getting some heads turned, uh, yeah. and that's certainly in to celebrate. That's it for today. Thanks uh, for listening. As always, if you want to be a part of the conversation here on Lockdown Bulls, hit us up on that text and voicemail line for our weekly mailbag episodes. 331-979-1379 is the number. You can also email us lockdownbulls at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter. I am at Bulls underscore Peck. Dave is at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports. And we are at Locked on Bulls. For Dave, I'm Matt. Thanks for listening. Until tomorrow, Bulls Nation. The season begins. (laughs) A little over 24 hours right now.
things begin. Oh. Pistons, we're co coming oh. for you. Oh, coming for you, Pistons. Rockefeller. <laughs> Peace out, y'all. You know. Eat a Bill Park. Eat a Bill Park.